Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Turkey sandwiches. Welcome back to the Paddle and Thin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome. Facebook, YouTube, all you people out there in the podcast world. Hey, Jay. I mean, Jimmy. Hey, Bri. That's my, that's my best Jay impression. <laughs> that's, that's my best Jay impression. That, I like it. Unless there's some real bullshit going on, that's about all I hear him say. <laughs> hey, Bri. <laughs> and then it's all Bri. Jay will be back next week. Uh, last week he had a little accident, and uh, this week he's uh, down in Tennessee. So I didn't uh, hear about him having an accident. Yeah, he uh, uh, the way he described it to me is he pile drived the ground <laughs> with his face on his mountain bike. <laughs> he had a real, real nice mark up there on the forehead. So I hope he's got it on GoPro. Uh, probably not. Uh, because that would be a viral video i guarantee it um but uh yeah he'll be back next week jimmy's filling in we had dan fill in last week uh kind of got an interesting show lined up today i know there's been a lot of uh want for the after hours back so we're going to talk about some hot topics things like that uh we got a, a couple of the pnf hosts joining us oh, and <laughs> and Jimmy's going to be doing his best to catch a buzz. So this will get fun. <laughs> Jeez. But uh, let's uh, we got our good friend John Rapp in the house. 
get him in here and uh brad brad's gonna join us for a little bit before uh he has to jump off he's out on the river right now so uh john big daddy rap uh got the currently it's called the no name kayak fishing podcast uh running every tuesday right 5 30 eastern uh 6 30 eastern 5 30 central yeah 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 got it got it and then uh mr hurl boss you you're gonna be filling some shoes to uh saturday for uh jp jp's on his honeymoon you got an exciting podcast coming up this week i do you want to spill some details on that i do i got i got i got western obsessions on nice super like he dropped some big news on there too like about his because he does all the filming i mean he's got a big youtube channel that's growing tremendously so you're gonna have to listen to find out i mean it's some it's a bombshell nice i like it i like it brad's out scouting for some duck hunting coming up or i should say early goose hunting oh he's fishing too He's fishing too. I was about to say this is the oddest way to scout for geese I have ever seen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard a cast, but whatever. <laughs> well, <you did. laughs> the river, the we got a ton of rain. We got like eleven or twelve inches of rain in the past week and a half, and the river's yeah. high. Yeah. Oh, it looks like it's here, strolling. The last time I was out here was at twelve foot. It's at seventeen. That's crazy. And, I mean, it's it's dangerous. Like it's legitimately dangerous. Like I got a sixteen fifty four mud boat, and it felt tiny. It felt like I was on the Mississippi and the Main River Channel, and nice. this is just the Wisconsin. So, like it, like it. Nice. Well, I wanted to start off with this because um, I, I was watching John Rapp's podcast, and uh, he had a panel discussion about it, and I think it's an interesting topic. So I kind of wanted to. Uh, dive into it a little bit here over on paddle and fin as well and it's uh the big bass boat pros getting in kayaks fishing tournaments things like that is it good or bad for the sport uh in, in anything along those lines so we'll start with brad because i know he's only got a few minutes here you know your thoughts on like iconelli and these guys you know i got a signature kayak uh, things like that. There's been a lot of uh, whining over that lately, I would say. And uh, I- I'm interested to hear uh, your guys' take on that. I think I think it's kind of like anything in the media. Any publicity is good publicity. I mean, I mean, you look at Bass, you look at BOS. I mean, they're all trying to grow the sport. So if we get one of the top names like Iconelli, or um, what Carl Jockinson, he's a Hobie guy too. I mean, I mean, they do a lot of wreck fishing, him and his wife, out of their, their kayaks and their um, whatever they call that paddleboard. They have the I whatever. Like they throw a lot of content out for that. I think it's all good for the brand because it's introducing people that have never even realized that kayak fishing is a thing. Yeah. I mean, you have so many people, especially like generations out there that don't, like they follow the Bassmasters, they follow the elites. They start like they started following MLF, but they had no idea like this whole kayak circuit existed. And I think it can bring some good to it. I also think we have to be slightly careful that it doesn't overshadow the anglers that have been out here grinding it for years, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear that. I hear that. John, I want to hear your take because you didn't really give two two cents in your show. You let the other guys. Uh, 
Uh, China, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jay Randall tuning in. What up from the Smokies? Hey yeah. man, if if you could have commented, you could have been here. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but you didn't you didn't really shed any light on it. So I'm always interested, man. Uh, I've gotten to know you over this past year, and um, I mean, you're truly an OG in the sport, man. You've been around. You've seen a lot of changes. You've seen a lot of things. Uh, both good and bad in the kayak fishing community, man. So I'd love to hear your take on this. I'm for it. Straight up. Um, You know, I've I've seen what's being said down at Redneck Nation. And, and, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm for it. And and a couple reasons why is I want to see, the Jimmys and the Brads and and them the guys like us go head to head with them guys. I mean, are we going to compete with them day to day? I don't think so. But uh, because they have all those sponsors already in their pockets and they have knowledge, lots of knowledge and experience. But the guys like uh, the Jody Queens and the Drew Gregories. Now, I think they will go toe to toe with them. Jody's already got twenty wins under his belt or more that's just wins so i mean when you stack a guy up like jody queen and he's with the four or five hopefully more pros that will that slide down into our little plastic boats and come out and play with us if they win or, or they hang with them it's only going to benefit them and everybody knows everything rolls downhill and it's going to benefit all of us Including sure. shit. Keep that in mind. Well, hey, you know, what good comes the bad. And exactly. We know that. Um, so, uh, you know, but uh, that, that's, that, I mean, there's a lot more we could delve into re- regarding different things about it. Um, but I, in the broad scheme of things, I love it. I think it's a great, great thing for sport. Uh, Jay Randall said no swearing, Jimmy. Hey, I was told after hours before I started this, so uh, you hush. Shout out to uh, Richard down at Dale Hollow, good old Eastport Marina. I'm ready to go back already. Oh, dude, I've been thinking about that too. Like, we're talking about going somewhere else for the meetup this year, but I just kind of want to go back to Dale Hollow. Like, I I kind of I just agree. love hanging out over there. I kind of agree. Not kind of. I 100% agree. Yeah. <laughs> but. It, it it's interesting, man. Um, you know, like I I've seen a lot of talk, like why did why doesn't uh, Jody Queen get a signature kayak and this and that, and why isn't it a kayak angler? I mean, there is one kayak angler out there. You know, Drew Gregory had the the Kusa. Uh, he's currently working on another model with Crescent. Um, you know, I think it all comes down. Uh, one thing that was definitely brought up. Um, in your conversation on your podcast, John, was markability. Um, you know, it, the fact that Iken Alley is such a huge brand. Uh, Jordan Lee is a huge brand. He's he's floating out of a native. You got B-Lat floating out of a Bonafide. You know, like those those big names are marketable, and it's bringing more eyeballs outside of the kayak fishing world 
into the kayak fishing world. You know, a lot of people, I think, and it's funny, man, I don't, I'm sure you guys have had this conversation numerous times where, you know, um, you're talking to somebody and, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I fish out of a kayak. And they look at me cause I'm, you know, six, four. And they're like, you float out of a kayak. Everybody, when they hear the word kayak, they think of like a little sit inside wreck boat. They don't realize like how far fishing kayaks have come. I mean, they're uh, basically mini little. I agree yeah. with you. I think, and I'm not cutting you off or anything, brother, and I'm sorry, but everybody's used to seeing the Pelicans in Walmart. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. They, absolutely. They, they don't, they walk around and see that. Oh, that's cute. No, I'm too, you know, but you know, they don't, once they get to know more about what we offer from feel free and native and bonafide, the higher end kayaks, big boys, big boys can get in them. So. Well, and that's just it too, right? Like that was something that was brought up on, uh, on your show, you know, like bigger folks getting in smaller boats. Right. Uh, see that I rhymed on the fly. You like oh that? God. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Ryan's going to start spitting lyrics here. Soon. Yeah. Boogie the killer shiller <laughs> hitting you with bars. Jimmy, drop a beat. But uh, uh, I've almost got enough drinking me to give you one. <laughs> Break the old beatboxing out. But, uh, you know, that's the thing. Like, you know, a lot of us that are involved in the kayak fishing world, you know, we don't think twice about that. You got to think from the outside world's perspective looking in and you know all these guys want bigger payouts and and you know bigger checks at all these national events and 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 being on the national stage and companies promoting them and things like that but you know at the same time they're not doing enough to promote themselves so to speak exactly which go ahead like not to cut you off either just kind of leading into the whole thing from everything from the beginning of your question. I think that Ike doing this, you know, being the name that he is and all these other anglers is great. And you you all have made good points. Like Ike fished with us before and, you know, got his butt kicked by the kayak anglers, said it himself that he had to learn and adapt to doing it. And that speaks a lot. He's one of the top of his game where he is, and then yep. got handed to him, got it, to, you know, handed to him on our level, and then turned around, prospered, and did what he did. What he did, you know. John talking about it brings a lot of the sponsors around and stuff like that. That's great for us, and it can be great for these other anglers if you show up and show out on Mike Ike yep. on his home body of water. Maybe that's how you get noticed. You know the him getting a signature boat and other guys not, it goes to what you're saying about marketability, but a different way. Some of the best anglers in our realm don't market themselves that well, and they may not want to. It's all you do what you, you know, take what you can and get what you want. But, you know, some of them like to be very humble and some of them are trying to make a living on it. Um, And some people have the mindset like I do, like, I don't know if I would ever want to, fish for a living i would like to be paid in the fishing industry in some way but i feel like it would take away from the fun and the purity of it if you're like if you're because you're good you're winning you're cashing checks but then it becomes expected of you you know what i'm saying we're gonna go down that rabbit hole in a second but sorry 
But what John brought up too, and and you mentioned is, you know, being able to fish against Iconelli. The first thing I thought of was when we had uh, Catherine Field on the show and she was looking forward to fishing Lake Champlain. And like her goal was to beat Mike Iconelli and Drew Gregory. And she beat Mike Iconelli, Drew Gregory. She came close. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, that's the thing, man. Like that, that brings people to those crowds sometimes because you know some of those folks like to uh puff out their shirt and say you know i beat iconelli in a kayak tournament and and you're right too because i listened to 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 the show that ike just did this week and um he was talking about how he had to relearn a lot of things going into a kayak versus fishing out of his boat you know and and I think that's a thing that a lot of the big boat guys don't understand is it's a whole different world, you know? Like, I've been fishing out of a boat a lot lately, and I'm like, this is different, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm not having to, con- you know, be concerned about certain things, and, um, you know, boat flipping is much easier, and, you know, all kinds of stuff. You know, those boat guys got it easy, these kayak guys you know, we got to work for that fish. You know, my, my favorite thing, boat versus kayak. And what makes me appreciate what Ike has done. And I I don't like to keep referencing him. Like he's the God of this, but he's, he's really the only boat pro getting in the kayak and really competing, you know, even, I mean, he's not chasing the trail series around. He kind of waits till it's in his backyard, which is, I mean, I understand dude's busy, but, like he saw the the struggle and then adapted and like like the the big thing for me is watching them realize that okay I didn't choose a good spot but shit what do I I mean I'm here like you can pack up and go but you can't just crank the the murk up and let her go you know you're that's what makes kayak anglers so much more thorough to me is you you kind of learn. I mean, all of us started, I mean, that's not true anymore. Most of us started with a paddle kayak. So you're super limited on distance. So you learn how to slow down and break down water. Cause you're kind of like, this is the bet I made. I'm going to make it work. And that was some speaking with that. I'm going with that comment, the bed that you made. Um, when, when you go out on the kayak, you're limited on what you take. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I, I've watched Edwin Evers' videos, and I've seen him lay out 20 rods and has 20 different lines, 20 different baits, 20 different things that they'll have ready to roll. You know, we may have four, maybe six. I know some guys like Mark Edwards may carry 12, which is yeah. crazy. But, I mean, you may have four things set up, and you got to roll with it. And then when they don't work, you got to take that 10 minutes to re retie, re redo something else. We got to work on your tying skills. Exactly. Those guys, 
they just they just throw the line they throw the poles down man they grab another one and rip it you know yeah um, so. well and that's just it too because i know um you know ike and elliot had, had brought that up like you know i'm limited on where i can go so i'm learning how to pick apart different parts of a smaller section of water instead of running across a lake you know 20 minutes or 30 minutes to another spot and i found that interesting because the the, the mentality or mode of thinking that i had um you know kayak fishermen going into big boats and big boat tournaments you know like they're gonna be it'll be interesting to see when you start to see some of that happen and not, there's a few guys in the kayak fishing world that have done that and when they can break down those smaller bo- parts of water to find those big fish um you know are those guys really going to be running and gunning or are they going to be focused on breaking down those smaller smaller parts of water and in return is that going to make them more successful than some of the guys that are just used to fishing out of boats so something with that i've seen uh craig die craig die has been fishing some of the bass opens and he's a back boater so you don't really get a say so i mean you and the guy captain you know y'all might share a few spots typically he's got his plans his boat you're in for the ride yeah he hasn't I don't think he's won one, but I know he's done, he's done, you know, for this to be his first year doing it, he's doing really good. And I think it was an testament to, he is used to breaking down a smaller area. No, I mean, he runs and guns in his, his pursuit, but for the most part, a kayak fisherman is fishing smaller areas. So you know how to break it down. And on the flip side of that, like I said, like Ike's a great fisherman that everybody knows. And he's been, I mean, one of the first rods I had was his when I was like 16. So he's been in the game for a while. I'm 32 now. And you've seen him go up and down the charts, you know, one of the best in the country, low, slow years. To me, I think he's on that, like, he's not the top, top guy right now. You know what I'm saying? If he, I think dabbling in this will make him better. Sure. It's, he might start noticing, like, man, I can slow down a little bit, get a little bit more fishing time versus traveling. And I can f- kind of not force it, but I can make this happen. And well, on the circuit he fishes, that could be killer. He's He's been currently fishing all the bass opens, which uh, that was interesting too, because I was listening to Ike Live show and they were talking to Seth Fighter because, you know, Fighter won AOI this year which was cool. Huge shout out to him and congrats on that. I mean, I'd love to meet that guy. That's an epic thing. Well, he was on our airplane when I I want to go duck hunting with a llama. Dude, he was right now and live. (laughs) I want to go duck hunting with a llama and I'll drive to Minnesota. (laughs) He was eight rows behind me on the plane from ICAST to Minnesota for that show. (laughs) And Uh, introductions were made. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't want to interrupt the guy guy's trying to fly home you know start blowing a duck call man he'll turn around and be like what (laughs) (laughs) but uh anyways in that show um you know fighter was was complimenting him because ike and ellie's been fishing the opens and he's going to re-qualify uh as long as this last one goes good at thousand islands he'll re-qualify for the elites yeah now he didn't have to do that there's a uh i think they call it the legends rule where if you fished in the elites for X amount of time or you won the classic. I forget what the exact rule is, how that works. 
but um, he could have got in on that. Instead, he went re- grounded out in the opens, and uh, and is gonna you know requalify for the elites through through actually fishing. And, and there's a bunch of bass boat pros that have taken that route. Scott Martin is kind of redoing it. Uh, Blat, I want, I'm pretty sure that he's uh, chasing the opens to get on the elite series. Um, I I don't even want to get into that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just talking about it, you know. Yeah, and no, not not you. I'm just saying. But was what was interesting is in that conversation, Ike said, "I'm not focused on that. What I really want to do is win one of these kayak fishing tournaments." And then he won that bass series on That's Chesapeake, awesome. which was cool. I mean, to hear him say that, what I really want to do. I mean, the guy's done so much, you know, uh, what two AOIs, uh, he's won the classic numerous other events and all the guy wanted to do was win a kayak tournament. And then, uh, it, to add to that, you know, after he did win, um, you know, he had the trophy sitting over there next to, you know, his classic trophy and stuff like that. And he said it ranked right up there with, with all those huge wins, you know? I, I, I think it's, which I, I know, I know people that know him and I mean, from what everybody says, he's a you know really humble guy and it's kind of obvious. And that's why I think that he was a good pick for kind of what all's happening. Like, I don't care who gets a signature boat, who I don't. And everybody's like, oh, they're probably paying him. It's business. He's worth it. It's right. marketing. Pers- he's created such a brand with his personality. His exactly. His over the top, which, which is fine. Oh, please reel that in. Oh, I was hung up. Oh, I got oh. oh, So did I. You're oh. such a disappointment. God dang it. That's just, that's just sad. Hold on. What we catch? A little grass. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, no, he, I agree with you 100%. He's a, he's a big personality in the sport. Just kind of like, kind of like Gerald Swindle. Um, <laughs> well, that goes and, back to branding, right? Like you look at G Man. Yeah, he's won a couple of AOIs. He's, you know, he's he's not a huge hammer in the tournament world. However, that guy has branded and marketed the crap out of himself to the point where he doesn't have to fish tournaments. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's what I think. I think he lot. could make a living on his short clips. Oh. He's hilarious. Like, Short clips, his uh, his real stories, like everything, man. I mean, um, I just watched one from him a couple nights ago, and he was talking about a guy that came up to him at a trade show. Or actually, he was at a restaurant. Uh, this was pretty moving. He was at a restaurant sitting down. Uh, they had t- took a lunch break from the trade show, and a, a gentleman walked over and uh said i don't want to disturb you during your meal but i need to let you i need to talk to you before you leave the show um i will come find you later because he was going back to do a a tank seminar or whatever and uh he put something in in his hand and um he looked at it he didn't tell his wife or whatever it was but when he went back to the tank, she's, he told his wife, if you see that gentleman, I need to talk to him. Don't let him leave here before I talk to him. And what the guy had done is 
put a bullet in his hand. And the guy had said that, you know, he had been struggling with depression and things like that. Saw one of his, uh, one of his stories or, uh, some, some kind of media form that he did. And, uh, he said, you saved me. And, uh, they went on talking and he, he explained the whole situation and it was pretty powerful, man. Like just some of that stuff that, that he does is just, it's, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And see, that's again, we're bouncing around all over the, that's stuff that I think once thing, cause that happens to maybe not that specific or that deep, but there are humble stories and people in our world in kayak fishing. Sure. And the more that stuff gets brought up in a positive manner, that helps too, you know. Absolutely. All most of this kayak, I don't even want to say most. So much of this kayak fishing following world wants to see us get there. That's where a lot of the debates and arguments you know, like like with the signature boat, like why not one of our guys, you know, well has any of them ever been like, "Hey, I do a lot out of your boat. I want a signature boat. Probably not because they're humble. They're not like, Hey, sure. sure. And kayak companies are, you know, still, I mean, they're just as new as the fishermen are. Maybe they never like sat down. I mean, like, damn, I owe like, like wilderness. I owe Russ a boat, you know, I owe Christine a boat. Like, well, and that's just it too. Like these kayak companies are still relatively small. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they, they don't have thousands of dollars to, you know, toss around like, like in the big boat world. Um, but, uh, Sean Lavery's tuning in from the treadmill. He said, get off the treadmill and click in the show. He said, I love that Brad is fishing live, <laughs> but, uh, Brad, Brad fishing, was talking muted. <laughs> I was speaking of fishing live though. I'm going to, I'm going to leave you gentlemen. I'm going to hang right, out with, the, with my girls and we're going to watch the sunset here on the river. So, Hey, you got the world's best hunting dog on the boat. I do. She's right next my, to me. My girlfriend, Pippa. She's right here. Pippa, come here. Hey, come here. You're going to, you're going to say hi quick. Come here. Ah, oh, there she Hello. is. There she, there is. she is. She's wet and full of sand. So. <laughs> oh Lord. You're ready, man. Upland season's right around the corner. Absolutely. So hey, Brad, said, Brad said something about us hunting when I came up there for lacrosse. So I'm bringing all the stuff, man. Kayak, boat, decoys, everything. It's early goose season. That's five birds a day. It's time to get Camera down on them. too, baby. Bring those cameras. We gotta watch that. I want to see. Oh, it. we're gonna we're gonna have some cameras rolling, big big daddy. Awesome. Had to have to show you how to shoot shotgun. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> all right, my Brad, dog get home safe, such man. a disappointed look. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Right on, man. Right. Get home safe. Be safe on Will the river, do. brother. See you. Oh, I cut him out. <laughs> he said cheers. So, but, hey. uh, it, it, it's interesting, man. It's, uh, I think we're at a, a very interesting point of growth in, in kayak fishing. I think, uh, we need to take a few more steps, you know, and, you know, I think guys need to step up you know, a little bit and, and make themselves more marketable. Speaking of Mr. Marketable, Mr. Mike McKinstry's in the house. So brother, I, I need McKinstry to host a paddle and fin TV show. That's the next big thing. You know, like he had Randall on and like, I've been trying to get in on that and he just, he doesn't return my calls. Me and Brian are beautiful. I think would be a great fit. 
And we could all make fun of Jay together. <laughs> hey, I mean, we're making fun of Jay. I got to be in that party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Can, I'm sure he's watching still. We can make fun of him. You want to go on a Randall rant for a second? It's, uh, I think I've done it too many times. Go for it. <laughs> hey, this is, this is, uh, Mr. Randall reenactment. So just the silence. I fully yeah. agree. Oh no! I just, I just smashed my face. Oh Lord! I totally fast, get that. It was fast motion. I mean, uh, McKinstry said, uh, "I never call unless that was me breathing heavy on the phone before I hung up last night." One hundred percent. That was Jay. I guarantee it. It was Jay. It was Jay. Um, but. Uh, yeah, man, it's interesting times. I mean, John, I know you're you're sitting in the car. You're waiting to go home, man. So we'll get your final thoughts, and then me and Jimmy will keep rolling with this, brother. I mean, yeah, I, I jumped in the car to get up here so I would have halfway decent internet service because you know how I don't have anything down at the house. Um, so, but yeah, um, I'm I'm totally on board with the pros getting involved, and uh, I think it's a great idea, and. Uh, when it comes to marketing, um, maybe that's a service that uh, maybe that's classes that we need to start teaching our guys. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, we obviously Paddle and Finn has uh, a good hand uh, on it, and you know, I, I I've done a little bit of it myself in the past, but uh, you know, we we need to teach guys how to uh, build a build a book on themselves and when they go out or, or, or have a, a, a website with a, a scan card, they can hand the people and say, Hey, check me out. You know, love to be a representative of you. Uh, you know, and uh, I mean, Mike, look what Mike McKinnistry's done building yeah. him and, you know, and uh, so it, it, anyway, yeah, go for it. Something going on with what you're saying, like, a lot of it is guys need to like, if, if you're wanting something out of it, you've got to take it serious. You have to know what you want out of it. And there's always the crooked side of it. You need, you are nothing. Kayak fishermen are nothing in the industry yet. You know, we've got a few, probably less than 10 that are really starting to branch out. And some that have been like, People know them everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like like Drew. And I don't want to just throw his name out there. I'm trying. But like Drew had a TV show. So people heard of it that way. Drew had as a podcast. He heard of it that way. You know, most people have heard of Jackson Cusa. That was his, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you have, you're nothing. We're still small. We're still new. No one owes you anything. Right. You're, you have to come into this with what can I do for you? Not what are you going to give me? What are you going to do for me? And a lot of companies are good about it. A lot of companies, I've heard of tons of companies that actually are reaching out to people like, you know, like the line companies and stuff like that. I'm trying not to name drop anything, but they, they're seeing us and they're going to see more of us as more of us take it seriously. It don't hit you with that attitude. Like, well, I really like your brand. You know, if you'll give me a bunch of line, we can do this. If you give me, yeah. 
you know, I need baits for the year. Now, at the same time, that is, I've learned this from hosting trails, you know, like doing trail stops and stuff like that. When you're reaching out for sponsors, you'll be surprised that when you reach out to them and you're like, hey, this is me, this is what I'm putting together, I need this kind of support. They ask you, well, what do you need? And you'll tell them, and they'll be like, oh, that's it? Like, (laughs) you kind of have to know your worth and realize that when you're talking to a marketing department or a, uh, like a PR department, they're ready for that. And when you're reaching out to some of these companies that have these bigger people and bigger, like, they're used to cutting big checks or giving year worth of stuff and we're like hey can i get like four stickers and two t-shirts yeah and they're like why are you wasting my time yes right right (laughs) but there's a lot of it like that i got a question before and actually we could bring brad and them in on this if we wanted to i'll go ahead and say the question and so you said it we're in a weird spot not not a weird spot we're in I'd say like the middle spot. We're about to see things changing. Possibly. We're in an opportunity with all the growth we've had to go up. Or there's too much negativity and it loses its luster and goes down. Do you think that that's a real possibility? Do you think that this could flurry out? Do you think that people not taking it seriously enough, whether it is from business and marketing side or the anglers themselves not taking it serious enough. We miss that window and go back to like the start, not really the start, but you know what I'm saying? Anybody that wants to answer. Good job. I'm so proud of you all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll start with John. So John could can, can skedaddle, man. I know it's getting late by him. Well, uh, I could see it being too late. Um, I think you got to jump on it when it's there. And uh, I think a few people have. I know I've talked to a few people on my show and and, and we talk in the background and, and they're like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to work with the, them folks anymore. Or, or, and, and I understand why. I mean, we're we're as a group now probably a little bit more worth more than four stickers and two t-shirts sure um, um especially now but if you didn't jump on it when that opportunity came then that's probably all you're gonna get for next yep. year another thing that guys got to keep in mind is that it's august now companies are starting to do their financials for the third quarter and they'll start doing uh, their budgets for next year. And if you, if you don't start hitting all these companies up for next year's budget, you're going to miss out. Um, when I ran uh, the kayak fishing club here in West Virginia for four years, I was sending my letters out about this time to all of the kayak companies so they could plan and I could get things for the following year. Um, so what I was told through some of the companies I've dealt with and a couple of buddies that they do this kind of stuff for, you know, obviously not fishing companies and stuff like that. They told me, they was like, you should have this settled and signed by October or you're not getting it. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I missed out last year hardcore by like a week. They were like, well, yeah, we're broke right now. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Crap. Uh, all summer and all year, and they've got their resume built, and they've got their uh, their portfolio done, and they're getting ready to send it out. Or the clubs that are saying, hey, I've, I've averaged uh, 65, 75 anglers per event each month. Um, we've got 44,000 followers on our Facebook page and, you know, things of that nature, Twitter accounts, YouTube, Instagram, the amount of followers that you have that you can, you can market to your sponsors. And that's not just for clubs, but that's for us guys and, you know, and individual anglers. You have to be able to throw out your portfolio, let them know your reach and uh, what you're worth to them. Um, I, I definitely, I, I put the question out there. I don't think we've passed it yet. I think we're, the next year or so year two is when you're really either going to see the growth or the fall, like either the negativity will, I mean, there's always going to be negativity either. It's going to subside and the, the people are going that are pioneering this and pushing this forward are going to prosper or they're going to lose interest. Yeah. And then, I mean, like worst case they find out, be like, well, there's so many hurdles here. And so few people are taking this seriously from the angler side. Maybe I'll just swap over to a boat. That industry's already set. All I got to do is fish and do good. McKinstry you know? dropped a, a great insight into the comments. He said the people that are tarnishing the seriousness of the sport and making the sport look like a high school drama filled after school activity <laughs> instead of the Friday night football game that everybody takes serious. You know, I mean, I, I completely agree with that, man. That was really good. Good job, Mike. <laughs> Mike's the man. Mike's the yeah. man. I got to go get ice for my whiskey drink. Y'all keep talking. I'll be right back, gentlemen. <laughs> All right, John. We'll let you go, man. We'll get these other two guys talking in here. We appreciate you, brother. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. And uh, God bless y'all. Have a great evening. You too, brother. If you need anything, let me know. Likewise. John Rapp, boys and girls. Mr. Hicks, I mean, What's I guess you, you could take a swing at that uh, that little question that Jimmy dropped before he ran away to uh, go to the little boys' room like uh, our boy Ryan Milford would do. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think it's going to stay exactly how it is right now. Yeah. That's just me. I mean, I can see the grassroots stuff getting bigger. I just don't really see the pro side. I don't, I don't know. Well, I think you've seen that, right? Like a lot of, uh, that's a great point because a lot of grassroots clubs right now are having like awesome years as far as numbers, you know, like especially out there by you guys in Ohio, like what it's been like 60 to 80 anglers in the, the normal club you used to fish or whatever. Yeah. Cincinnati was like 40 to 50 every event. Now they're like around 70, I think. Yeah. Which is pretty killer, man. And and that's the thing, too. Like, I think guys, you know, guys have, have caught on that some of the smaller club events are having great payouts now. And uh, they're making more money by not having to travel 8, 10, 12, 16 hours away to go fishing yeah. that. So that is an issue that I'm having in Alabama right now. So we run, like, we have five clubs and Alabama's always been a 
big grassroots club always have participation you know sure. you obviously you got one club that does better because the region's better like the the water is better but when i was appointed or whatever for alabama bass nation they wanted to for us to do the state championship well the clubs voted no so i was like okay well we'll do our own trail series and that was a complete bust this year i've had to cancel two events and it's but it's because of the what you're talking about. Guys don't have to travel, can get a good paycheck and fish their home waters. And sure. I don't have any problem against it. Like that's where kayaking came from. Kayak fishing sure. came from. Sure. And but it's like you've it's just so different according to where you go. Like Tennessee, most of those guys and clubs are on board with bigger, better, badder, yeah, travel like best in the country sure alabama mississippi and georgia they're just like whatever we're doing good without you like and we have been and that's what i've been dealing with and it goes to just what you just said it's just it's cool to bring that up because i'm literally i am drinking to that problem right now that is a whole reason this is here (laughs) well that's interesting too because uh uh on the new canoe podcast i talked to alex cox last week and he's out in california and he just crushes it out there, right? And and I brought that question up, man. I'm like, you know, um, I feel like California in that whole West Coast gets left out a lot yeah. of the kayak fishing conversation. But at the same time, those guys have hundreds of guys showing up each event. You know, I think they and like it that way too. Yeah, and well, well and it, and it that, showed in the participation when the nationals do go out there. Well, and that was the thing, right? Like Alex had brought up, like, you know, for us to go somewhere, you know, we have to go through mountains to get to 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 the rest of the field. He's like, closest thing for us, like for a big event is usually Texas, you know, and he's like, that's an 18, 20 hour drive, you know? So he's like, what do you... I said, what do you think could change that? And he said, if they had a Western swing like they used to do on the elites where they did like Havasu, the Delta, you know, and and one of the other bigger reservoirs going up through California, that could totally change it. But, you know, unfortunately, they kind of get left out. But that's a grassroots kind of club series. There's a couple of them out there and they have just tremendous turnouts every event. I mean, look, Greg Blanchard, everybody knows Greg right and and he fishes those events and there's usually anywhere between 90 and 150 people per event which is pretty killer you know so why would a guy want to drive to you know louisiana or tennessee or you know wherever one of these big events are you know and i think that like i've I've actually said it before i think it would be cool if there was like like a hobie like Western series or a bass Western series. And I think that that's not, it's not that it's not on their scope. It's just like, you know, maybe they're stretched thin on time and money for that because, but again, that's where we're in this growing area. You know, we're in the up curve. Like maybe that does happen. Cause I think the California guys deserve it. I'll say right now, Damien Tao, probably one of the best anglers oh, in yeah. California. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see what he could do over here. I mean, Russ is from California. Russ used to be that guy. He does just as good everywhere. Bet you Damien could do. Sure. Like, but, but some guys traveling makes sense and it works. Some of us have 40 hour a week jobs, a car that won't make it that damn far. Can't afford a plane ticket. Like, you know, some, some of those guys out there, they, 
traveled from California to Texas for the championship too. Right, right, right. They, yeah, I, I think they will travel for bass. They just won't travel for anything other than that. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. It's going to have to be a big event, like the national championship. The the uh, that, that's why I think a series classic. You know, makes sense. Right, right, so right. Keep right. it in your neck of the woods, and then you got to travel once a year for the the big one. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Like you win a big event like that. What was the bass? 25, 20 K for the, the first place yep. winner, you know, 20 G's. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, usually the national championships, 75 plus thousand, you know, dollars. Asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but well let, let's get Chris's take in here because he's a new guy. I've had conversations with him. He wants to take fishing more seriously. He's he's grinding it out. He's trying to work his way up the ladder, man. I mean, what are your thoughts on all this, Mr. Slipcott? Well, well, I hope it keeps growing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as that's that's the plan, you know, to to keep going into this and then to go more national events and more stuff. As of right now, I'm just doing the trail series and things that are local. But yeah, I don't. I mean, see... and that's where you start. Yeah, I, I like more. I would like to see more regional stuff, more stuff yeah. like like the trail series is doing, where you're bouncing from state to state, because that kind of gives you that. Uh, the, you don't have to travel super far, but it still gives you that kind of where you put yourself against other people on different bodies of water. Other than the ones you fish every single day. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Tackle Talks tuning in. Our good friend Andrew Hayes. Andrew. He says, uh, what's up, boys? I'm late to the party. So if you already talked about it, ignore it. But over under four years before there is a Bass bass Master Kayak Elite Series. I would go over. Under. Uh, I don't know. That's tough because KBF tried to attempt it last year, didn't they? Exactly uh, why I say under. Yeah. So under, but it'll be uh, what I would say is too early. Yeah. I think it should be over, but I think it will be under. Yeah. I would, that should uh, be. I would say over. Trey Johnson says over. You, uh, Trey's an OG in Tennessee. Trust Trey. I, You know, it's hard to say, right? Like, Bass has just taken off. It's gained some traction. There's a few events that have lacked um, some participation, but there's others that had great turnouts. Uh, As far as like an elite series, like I think it's too early because how are you going to qualify that? And I think that's where KBF went wrong, right? Like when Mm -hmm. they tried to do their pro tour, um, and I'm a prime example of that. When that came out, anybody could fish it. That was my rookie year. I fished it. Like, did it do me any good? I, I mean, I made some money off of it for sure. But at the same time, uh, it was more than that, bro. I got the, <laughs> and I you got did the, pretty good that year, man. But, you know, it's uh, – how are you going to qualify that? Like, I think that's what they need to do is, like, kind of <laughs> like what they do for the Opens, right? Like, you got to place – I'd say you'd have to have like the top 50 overall for like AOI points for an open season. And then the next year you could do an elite series or something like that. And I'm sure a few guys that are at the top of all the leaderboards could make it in for sure. You know, something that 
Drew and I have talked about, and you know, Drew does the the fantasy fishing thing that's based off of uh, dollars earned. Yeah, and kind of leads that into power rankings. You know, kind of like KBN does. And sorry, you're giving away too much info right now. I'll shut up. Um, But uh, shut up. You know, it's it's uh, (laughs) it's interesting. You know, like. I, I can see it going there, whether it's whether it's Hobie, whether it's Bass, whether it's KBF or whoever it is. A whole new entity, the Paddle and Fin Elite Series. Yeah. <laughs> it's just got to be done the right way, but you got to do it like the elites, right? Like I heard that uh, recently on another podcast, how, you know, somebody or maybe it was a Facebook post or something like that. Like, OK, Bassmasters got the elites. And then they started the kayak series. I think it was Ryan Lambert on uh, Armando's podcast mentioned it. And he said, you know, Bassmasters got this formula that works, but then they like half-assed it with the kayak series. If they would just replicate with what works for the Bassmasters in the kayak division, they'd be well off and they'd be beyond Hobie, you know, or, or just up there at the same level. Which I, think I, is, I still yeah. think it's just that they're still just seeing if there is an ROI on it right now. Like, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. The, like they, they know, they know that they know what they're doing. That's why they can give sure. the big middle sure. finger to everybody. And I think yeah. that's just, I, yeah. I love kayak fishing. I love all this progress. We're the most impatient effing people in the world. All oh, men yeah. that fish are impatient as shit, which is contradictory to fishing. Like, yep. We're impatient as shit and the most patient sport ever. Like, yeah, but that's it. Like they're going, if, if we keep positivity, keep attendance up, keep participation, show up, show out, make them look good. They're going to turn around and give it back to you. Like they, the outlets far on the state nation level, they told us that when they brought me in, they were like, we're down. Don't ask us for anything. Don't make me look bad. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't do that, they're behind me. That's yeah. what's that's what's happening. Sure, sure. Well, that's just it, man. A lot of people don't understand that, you know, bass as an entity is a, is a business, you know. They're they're not just, you know, like KBF, love them or hate them. They do a, there's a lot of work on the back end of a tournament, man. And mm-hmm. and like all of us could pretty much talk from that standpoint we've all been there in some shape or form or seen it you know but it'll be um yeah andrew's agreeing with me thanks andrew i agree with you too real quick (laughs) side note andrew i think uh me and brad need to either have you on the show or me to hop on with you because that was a great episode that was fun um but uh you know it's it's a lot of work on the back end and you know, like, like Hobie's got a bunch of financial backing from the fact that the brand Hobie, right. Yeah. And that's why their, their series is so, so big. Well, get me wrong. I'm not taking away from AJ. AJ does an amazing job. You know, he was a tournament angler before he was a tournament director. He knew what the people wanted and, you know, made it a reality. Um, Bass, obviously, they've been dealing with tournaments for, what, 60 years now, 75? I forget what it is. Obviously, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, KBF, you know, they're growing. 
or they were growing and you know i think that that was the biggest struggle is trying to get revenue in there um plus you know chad had some ego problems which he i think as a whole is is better than what he was yeah he's a lot more humble um i think he's doing a better job um did the past hurt him unfortunately i think so like a lot of guys just dwell on that crap and they can't get over it but that gives him the golden stage to beat their expectation sure and like rewrite it you know yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely nicholas beltran have a good night brother we'll see you on the next one um but i think we're at an interesting stage man it's definitely growing i think there's a lot of you know bs that goes around that that kind of holds us back a little bit if if guys would get over their egos and you know just get their shit together which will never happen like i would love to see the the that in the boat world because i like if that was out there i guarantee i mean i know it's out there let me ask you guys this because this is funny right because i was thinking about this and i've thought about this numerous times like everybody's like the the kayak fishing community is so much better than the boat community. The boat community is just like a bunch of whiny babies. And then you see what goes on and you're like, really? Like, <laughs> I think it's pretty much the same, you know, we're getting I mean? there, you know, we're getting there, uh, but they're getting paid way better than we are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, and now, okay. No, I don't mean that like <laughs> pro bass fishermen are rich. Most pro bass fishermen are broke as fuck. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like straight well, up, bit, uh-huh. right? Like, that's another interesting concept. It was a real eye-opening experience to me uh, in 2019 when I did that. Uh, I've talked about this numerous times, that KBF FLW Open on Nickajack. In seeing the guys that were fishing that FLW event, because um, I stayed at a campground where a bunch of those guys were. You know, you'd think they'd be in hotels, like, you know, these big fancy RVs. The only big fancy RV I saw was Gary Yamamoto, which was, like, camped out two doors down from me. Coolest That's not even ever. in the same ballpark. Yeah, right, right, right. But these other guys, man, they got they got truck, truck bed campers, you know. Like, I saw the one dude eating hot dogs out of a can, like barbecue hot dogs out of a can. And he's like, man, that's all I can afford, man. That's all I can afford. You guys know Matt Robertson, man, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that, that dude, like, you know, he's like trailer park kind of guy, you know what I mean? And he's out there doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, man, like what these guys go through. And people don't realize, like, how much money it costs. Like, those guys usually have to put a big, big down payment up front for all their tournament entry fees. Like I think the elite series is somewhere in the area of like 45 to $50,000. I heard it was close to 80,000. It, it could be, <laughs> it could be like either way, you're talking about a lot of money. Jimmy froze up. And that, that's a great, <laughs> that is a great photo. Yeah. Hey, wait, 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 watch, watch, watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's done this before. I'll be right back. It's oh, funny. That's, that's funny. awesome. <laughs> but uh you know it's until you get you know kayak guys want that respect and stuff man like that's the thing too it's you know they want bigger payouts well you got to pay bigger entry fees and then when yeah. you raise the entry fees guys complain about that you know 
Trey Johnson's chiming in. He says lots of turnover in bass fishing because they can't make it work. They give it three to four years, and if it doesn't work, they take off and they're done. And that's 100% true. Like, you're lucky if, like, and that was something interesting that I heard on that fighter interview with Iconelli. He's like, I qualified for the elites. He expected that he would uh, have sponsors all over him, like pay his entry fees and stuff. He's like, that didn't happen. You know, the amount of work and grinding and stuff I had to do before they even looked at me. And and that's a hundred percent true. You know, it's like, they don't just get it handed to them. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, James Watson spent 180 K of his own money. The first three years he was pro. I believe it. I believe it, man. (laughs) That's like five five years of my salary. (laughs) Yeah. Which is nuts. Right. Like, you know, in, in, you want to see kayak fishing go to that elite level? Well, I don't think the guys are ready to go to that elite level. Hey, bro, that's why we're in plastic boats. Yeah. Yep. Like, we already broke. Yep. <laughs> it's true. Jimmy's image is GoPro. What are you doing over there, Jimmy? Hey, that's a shout-out to GoPro. I need I need some help. Yeah. Guys, if, if I don't do that cool stuff like the Red Bull guys and stuff do, but I'm cool yeah. to look at. I talk a little bit, have a beard. I drink you like you look like a troll, like those little figurines with your beard, and your high fluffy hair. Hey, if, if this if this troll gets a GoPro deal, kiss my ass. <laughs> but I mean, what's your guys's take on that? Do you think even if it was offered, say Bassmaster came out and he said, "All right, guys, we're going to do this Elite Series," and you guys watching at home, tuning in on the chat, uh, if you're listening on this podcast later. Uh, to chime in on the Facebook post tomorrow morning. Say say Bassmaster or Hobie comes out and they're like, all right, you guys want an elite series? We're gonna do it. Here's the deal. 50k. Uh, you have to fish all the tournaments for the year. What are you gonna do? Uh, who's gonna sign up? How many guys do you think are gonna sign up? And do you think it would happen? I would say like 50. Like it's really going to depend on who has the sponsorships already going into it. Yeah. I would I would want to sign up, but I don't have that sponsorship backing. Yeah, yeah. so that's I, where, it, where it would make a big difference. I I think the number will be way less than fifty. Actually, I mean, there's I think probably be, only a handful of guys that I yeah. think could actually do it. I I think you might have five to ten, yeah. tops, tops that would be like, yeah, I can get the funding for it. You know, at the same time, though, that could be that push. That can be when yeah. guys that do have some sponsors that maybe not aren't paying up be like, look, here's an opportunity. Do you have it in your budget to gamble? And but see, I feel that's, like that's far-fetched, but maybe. That's a double-edged sword, too, right? Because a lot of these guys currently in the kayak fishing world, like the sponsors that they have are in the kayak fishing world. A few of them, you know maybe some rod and bait companies and things like that that are a little more well known but pelican cases <coughs> in the in the kayak fishing world you know i i don't know any kayak company that's going to spend yeah 20 30 40 50 grand on one of their anglers to go fish the elite series well that's like 50 boats worth of uh you know money to pay out to somebody you know what i mean yeah, I mean, kind of just put more. it in perspective. 
and they ain't making boats that fast. Obviously, you guys can tell because uh, there's a huge shortage on kayaks right now. <laughs> yeah. I, you know I, what I just, mean? Man, I don't know. Like, I just don't see kayak companies paying that kind of money. Like, they already no. don't make a ton of money. You know what I mean? No. And that's where you're going to have to bring in, you know, some of these bigger bigger companies from the outside of the fishing world. Like, Toyota. Like, like yeah exactly like Bassmaster does like ml uh mlf all that stuff you're gonna have to have the pepsi and the colgate and the tide and yep. toyota and ford and chevy and you know huge corporations like that but you got to show them their worth you know like that's that's exactly what we were talking about earlier is that roi you know is Bassmaster gonna get their roi on having that elite series is tide going to get their roi from the exposure you know like i could see uh i could see uh toyota getting into the kayak thing before any other company could you know what I mean? oh i completely yeah. agree i could see i could see some of the truck manufacturers now yeah going off of that i can see why that's not going to happen right now um like right now the auto industry is in a bind like yeah. we are there are 100,000 Ford Super Duty trucks sitting waiting on computer chips that the same company makes is waiting to have computer chips made for campers. Why there's a camper shortage, yep. which is pushing people from buying full-size trucks to mid-size, which would be our market if Toyota came on. You can't... We I have the biggest Toyota dealership in the southeast right here by our house. Those trucks are... like He told me, when you see the 18-wheelers roll in here... I guarantee you every Tacoma on that truck was sold three months ago. Oh yeah. They don't have a chance. Like they could be interested. They couldn't give you shit. Like they'd be like, how about a Camry (laughs) Camry and a trailer hitch (laughs) or Subaru. It seems like, Hey, hey, I'd rock my, I had a WRX forever. Used to carry my feel free and my pursuit on top of that. hoe. I would 100%. If Subaru came calling, I will rock that all my boats on that thing. You sound like Jay Randall now. <laughs> Subaru out Okay, Bri. Those are awesome. I, yes, they are. Andrew Watson brings up a great point, too. Need airtime and coverage for big money sponsors, you know? And that's just it, too. Like, you know, how's Bass going to bring in sponsors with the what little they – coverage they did at at like the championship you know uh bass needs paddle and fin hobie's (laughs) hobie's been doing a pretty decent job i don't i don't think that have they been doing on the water coverage like i know they got a cameraman out there taking photos and stuff but have they been getting on the water video i I, a little bit okay all right like they i want to say they put just about as much effort into it and i don't mean this in a bad way that's that sounds kind of harsh to say it that way they they had a boat out covering at the Logan Martin event, and actually, I think Lake Fork and a couple others, Bass had a boat out. Okay. Um, when Scott was involved, you know, Scott was doing way more. But for the most part, they've got a boat out running around. This is the best comment of the night. Nicholas Beltran hit it on the head, man. A lot of guys want to be sponsored without putting in the work. Preach, brother. And, <laughs> and he says companies have to deal with that. And that's yeah. so true, man. Like... You know, like a lot of guys just think like, look at me, I fish 20 tournaments a year and, you know, you should give me this and give me that. And how'd you finish in those 10, 20 tournaments? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what? just it, right? Like you, you can't, 
like Brad Hicks doesn't like hearing this, but I'm going to go down this road. Brad is super awesome at social media. He's always got good photos, good posts, things like that. That's marketable, right? Like Brad showing he uses his Douglas rod and takes interesting photos with, of his rod and, you know, is, you know, out fishing and things like that. That's marketable to companies. That's why Brad has this, the opportunities that he's been given because he worked for it. Right. I'll say it right now. Brad's social media presence, not following what he does for the companies he believes in. There are probably less than five kayak anglers on your level. But if you look back to the conversation we had, I can't remember if it was before y'all got here or when you did. Yeah. Like Gerald Swindle. Gerald Swindle is not winning all these tournaments. Has he done great? Yes, he has. But he's not like Gerald Swindle's here. We're about to lose some money. But he's marketable on so many other things. Brad, you could 100% be that person in kayak fishing because you care on the other end. Like, Mm -hmm. I love Douglas Rods. I'm going to show you. I love. I don't know all you got behind you. Bending branches. We share that team. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to show them like you do great. And people should take note of that because that's what they want. They don't have to ask you to do anything. You just freaking do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I look, I look at that kind of stuff as just content for me to post. You know what I mean? It's, I, now, I don't know if it'll lead anywhere or anything, but. It's well, you you got you got to lose a phrase, okay? I want you to mean you're gonna talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I said you got to lose a phrase that's a coin term of yours. We got to talk. Oh, I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> Stop hey, <dude>. saying it. <laughs> people, people watching this are probably like that guy. He's a jerk. I'm just like, Elvis, no, Elvis bullshit. Elvis Lee said Brad Hicks is an IG model. I've seen the bathing suit pics. Would not approve. Well, that's just it, right? Like, so, so real talk. Like, Chris, me and Chris have had a few conversations lately, and he's like, "Man, how? Like, how do I take the next steps?" Right? And I'm like, "You got to find your niche, bro." He's like, "Well, how? What do you mean? You know?" And that's just it. Like, companies need different, different things, right? Like, they need a guy like Brad doing IG stuff. Uh, they need guys like us doing podcasts, talking about stuff. You know, they need guys out there winning and fishing tournaments. Uh, that That's a whole nother aspect. You know, media is a huge draw for companies right now, especially like I forget what it was, but um, the amount of money that has been taken away from uh, TV and radio commercials and has been put towards um YouTube uh, creator, content creators, uh, Instagram uh, influencers, Facebook, whatever, like the amount of money that has shifted has opened up a lot of opportunities. I mean, that's why you see some of these, you know, big time YouTubers living large. I mean, you know, look at look at some of the YouTube fishermen out there, you know, they're they're getting ad revenue. Sure. But some of those sponsorship deals pay quite healthy. Like if you research like what some of those guys are getting paid, like that's a huge thing, man. So, I mean, anybody that's ever come to me and asked me about it, you know, I've always been like, you got to find your niche in, in this little 
fishing game? Like what, what's the thing you're good at? And then focus 150% of your time on that. Like, you know, something going with what you're saying is for, for kayak fishing to get to that next level. Yeah. Nicholas consistency. Yeah. And, and this goes along with that. You, you can't come into it with everyone's niche being good at fishing. That's not true. Some of the people that are the most ate up at this are probably the worst anglers, but they might be the best at marketing, Brad. Worst angler, best marketing, but I'm totally kidding. <laughs> but we all work in this together. Like I wholeheartedly believe, and people can roast me down and I'll stick to this word. Paddle and fin is a very, very good, positive mm-hmm. movement moving the industry forward. Maybe we don't have the traction yet that we want. I mean, maybe we, we never satisfied and always move up, but we give an outlet to the outside, outside of social media, which is needed. You know, we cover like you got your good anglers. Like you won $20,000 at a, that first Bassmaster classic. And then when you heard about it here and, and there's other podcasts doing it, I'm not taking it away. Like sure. there's just so many pieces of the puzzle that matter other than being a professional fisherman. Like what would a professional bass boat angler be if Bassmaster wasn't on TV? Nothing. Sure. No one would freaking care. Yeah. Like, and podcasting is the hot thing right now. No matter how you look at it, podcasting has grown so much lately. So this is an outlet. Like, that's why I like being part of this is you're catching the curve and that mm-hmm. like, I like being a part of that. And I think if we limit the negativity between all these other entities and everybody just finds their niche, like you said, it's the best thing to say about that. It will get there as long as it just keeps evolving You've got the people that need to be positive in the right places, the people willing to put in the legwork and take it seriously. And that's something that like I'll again, paddle and fin and the, I've been in part of this a year and a half and I listened for a long time before that. Like it's from the dirt up. Like Brian, you, Brad, all you guys, part of our, our little group here have stuck with it. And except Milford, Milford left. <laughs> what a quick I miss, I miss Ryan. I, I miss Milford I so miss much. Ryan. <laughs> but, uh, like, this is proof that people are putting in the work to make it. You're, Brian is not doing this to make money because he ain't making none. He's still got a full time job. He's not doing this for his own personal growth. Does it help? Yes. That you have to treat this as an outlet for yourself. But you're doing it to spread the love and word of what we do. Yeah, I mean, if you look, if you go back and you look at the library, and I think we're at like episode 650 or something stupid right now, right? Since we started. And you go back and you look at that laundry list of of guests that we've had on. You know, like I see Mike McKintree still in the chat. Like Mike's a big name in the industry, right? He's got a TV Mm -hmm. show. He's just won that Telly Award. Congrats again, Mike, you know, uh, all the way down to the bottom level. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're talking to grassroots guys. We're talking to companies 
that are are currently operating out of a garage, you know, or or you know somebody's home, all the way up to, you know, we talked to Quantum Fishing last week. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like there's so many things involved and, you know, I forget who it was. Uh, it was Beltran said, you know, no bias, you know, feedback, mm-hmm. so to speak. Like we try to, we, I've always preached that. Like we, we have to be an open door for everybody. You know what I mean? Everybody deserves the same opportunities. You know what I mean? Um, it, I don't know where I'm going with that, but it is, it, it's just gotta be, you know, the only way we're going to grow is if we grow together, I think. You know what I mean? And, and and we lift each other up. Yeah, we could talk about differences and disagreements and things like that if we do it in the right manner instead of it just turning into this shit show, you know, ego fest. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, that's not a, you know, I'll take a line from uh, Mr. Armando. We're not pointing fingers at anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I'm really not. It's social media is the the devil here. It's not sure, a lot of people sure. are probably I will say the name. People are probably would listen to that and think that I'm saying like the toxicities at KBN. No. No. There's toxicity is in the social media and the social media is what gets looked at. No sure. one cares if there's drama on another podcast or anything like people's it's like people's relentlessness to point out the bad but they don't point out the good. And I will 1 million percent shout out Ryan Lambert and what he did with the kayak fishing thing for JT. Yeah. That was a positive fucking giant movement from the kayak industry. Like freaking Bravo dude. Like for sure that little boy and that family needed that. Yes. So much, but without do like he did not do that or put that together for himself 100 percent, and that's the greatest part of it sure that is what gets noticed 100 percent. but at the same time i've seen the negativity from them being like well, why didn't so and so support bro some people just can't do stuff like yeah. Yeah. get off of them even if you think somebody's on top of the world some companies is broke and they just don't want you to know like they're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Like that is this industry. That's any industry with business. Uh, somebody owes somebody money. The yeah. end. Like, <laughs> Nicholas brings up a Sorry, great thing. He mad. says, Rem- "Remember, social media is an echo of how we are as a human race." With amen. With I need to have this dude on. We need to talk to him. Oh, he was had, he's like a book of oh. Ago. Oh, yeah. sorry. I, I don't listen anymore. That. I'm so sorry. We did a short <laughs> show, but I told I told him we needed to get him back on because we did a short show when we were both down at ICAST. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Nicholas is from Florida, but uh, yeah, him and I, you know, had a short show and he's got a YouTube channel. Uh, Nicholas, drop your YouTube channel link down in the chat for the good folks tuning in and uh, I'll drop it in the in the uh, show notes as well. So. But uh, he does some cool stuff down there in Florida. He's always catching huge peacock bass. But it's on my list, man. He's yeah, the Mark dude. Too. He's the dude. Reach out to Nicholas, man. He will set you up. He will. I'll sleep on the couch, up. Nick. I, I just <laughs> all I gotta do is drive down there, bro. I'll, I'll sleep yeah. in his front yard. <laughs> me, <laughs> me and Brian will cuddle. We'll cuddle on the couch. We got this free free peacock fishing for all. Hey, look at that sunset. Wow. I had to jump in live for this one, boys. Like, this yeah. is ridiculous. That's yeah, that's a good man. one. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
Everybody just sent and right take now. a look at God's excellence right there. It, it's pretty it's pretty amazing right now. We're in yeah, the middle awesome. of the current with anchor mode on on the XI3, and I can't believe it's holding me. They like the water looks like it is rolling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's cooking. All I need Brad is to say "bud" a few more times, and like I would. He. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just oh yeah, bud. Give me, give me, the, give me a little bit of that Canadian hint to it. I love your accent. I know he is. The only thing different from Wisconsin and Canadian is an imaginary line and the word "bud." Fight me and prove me wrong. Let's not forget about Lake Superior. That's part. There's a dotted line in there too somewhere. <laughs> Don't get him started on the letter, Kenny, man. He'll tear you up. I know he will. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, for, I got to put this, I gotta thanks, put this phone in the trailer, but I wanted to share this with you. So Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Later. See ya. But, uh, yeah, I think we're winding down, man. We've already gone like an hour and 20. Uh, I, I have a, another question, uh, oh, actually, right, if you're right. cool to keep Let's going. Go. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, what do y'all want to see? Like, we have different aspects of the whole thing. Like, like Chris wants to progress, move forward. Brad doesn't care. <laughs> I love you. Brian... Brian's progression is based on other ends, like more business aspect for not for himself, but as a whole with what you have, Paddle and Finn. I like to see potential opportunities be given, earned, and used. That's probably a weird way to put that. Uh, you sounded like a... Uh, uh... One of those street ladies. We'll we'll say it that way. <laughs> I'm gonna stop myself. I'm trying to keep this rated PG. <laughs> what I mean by that is, there is so much potential. I would like to see respect and credit given where it needs to be, mm-hmm. and at the same end, people take it and use it how they should. So where? We'll start with Chris. What do you want to see out of it? Not you personally, like, like not where do you want to see yourself? What do you want to see out of kayak. everything we've been talking? Kayak fishing as a whole, or kayak fishing from the tournament standpoint, whatever. I think for sure an elite series. I mean, bass is kind of what I grew up on, so that's kind of where I'm drifting towards instead of Hobie. Then. But as a whole, yeah, the, the Elite Series, to be able to do what the boat guys do, but in a kayak, and show people that it is possible, you know, because there's a lot of people who say it's not, but, mm-hmm. you know. there There's a lot of people that still just don't understand. Like, yeah, I, I you meet a lot of the old, the old, old guns, you know, <laughs> them old boys that, now something I'll say about this, I was going to say, you see a lot of them that are like, when well, you're doing that out of a little plastic plastic boat but it's not even like that at much around here anymore in my you know part of north alabama there's a lot of i i sold a native slayer max not my personal boat it was at an expo to a 79 year old crappie fisherman <laughs> like that right there showed me 
that it has gained some ground, even if it's not on the tournament fishing world. But kayak, like Brian said earlier, it is a dev- like developed and advanced so much that I think you'll like people s- still don't see it, but we're getting there. They still don't understand, but then you get them in one and then they start to like, it's a surreal experience being face to face with them. It's, it's crazy to go out and think that a guy in a, I mean, I'll even put the ticket up at five grand, like a top dollar kayak can go catch 30 pounds in a sack. Cause that's what something I'll give Drew a lot of credit for is his little average thing that he's been doing where it's Mm -hmm. like you call hundred inches and that's roughly 27 pounds on this scale. And that's like, I like everything you said, Chris is it's there. It's just people still don't see it yet, but I think they will the more we adapt to it. Yeah, I, I agree to that. I think, you know, for a lot of people, it's still, they, it needs to be discovered. Everyone still, everyone still thinks they need to have a boat in order to do this professionally when there's so many other avenues where people can do this. I mean, there, there's guys right now doing it that don't even have a boat or a kayak, you know, and are making it on YouTube or Instagram yep. or something like that, you know, but there's so many avenues to it. I think the kayak just needs to catch up to the boat world as far as getting the sponsorships and the paid sponsorships. And then people need to stop accepting contracts for 20% off also. Mm. That, that'll that help out a bunch. Amen, <laughs> brother. Amen. Something, before I get Brad's input on this, something I'll kind of like to have a side note on here is something that we had that I think was great for it and y'all can again roast me on this. The the KBF TV show. Yeah. Hate it if you want. That was a, f- a perfect way, like Chris just said, for you to discover kayak fishing. And there's well, still the kayak fishing with, stuff. Same but, thing with Mike Mike McKintree's show. Uh, Hoover's still doing a show. You know, like those are huge things. That that's getting broadcasted on, you know, uh, I think Mike's on the Pursuit Channel. Hoover's on what Fox Sports or I have no yeah, clue. Something like that. I forget what like it is. He's like thinking on outdoor TV or something like that. Well, the old KBF yeah. shows on the outdoor TV. Yeah. I think the new ones somewhere else. I know I, you said I'm not 100 percent sure, but that brings eyes to you know, especially when you got. This is no offense to Mike because Mike's a little dude. Like seeing him in a kayak, like, and then seeing Hoover in a kayak, like. <laughs> That's two different size dudes, right? <laughs> you, you need know, to eat, Mike. And 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 to see, well, not only that, but to see both ends of that, right? And and that's one thing I love about Mike's show, man, is he's just out there having fun. He's not catching giants all the time. He's showing you how fun it is to be out in these little plastic boats, catching fish, hanging out with a friend or something like that, exploring some new places. Um, and, and things along those lines, you know what I mean? And, and that's what we need. Like Mike does an excellent job on showing that to the average person that knows nothing about kayak fishing. And I think he could expand on that and, you know, put paddle and fin there and we could be the rated R version. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we are not. You can see that missed fish and you can hear the big F bomb versus the, oh, darn it. (laughs) No, no, no. 
I, I also think some of these some of these sh- shows and things need to start uh, showing how cheap a, a fishing kayak can be. You know, yeah. a lot of it has been promoted now to the three, four thousand dollar kayak or the pedal kayak or the motor. I, I think sometimes you need to show that you could get a kayak for under eight hundred bucks and still do the same stuff. Elvis a freaking man. Elvis Lee just chimed in. He said the beauty of kayak tournaments is someone can show up in a Walmart $200 special and lay the hammer down on people with the latest and greatest tech kayaks. We have had that happen on Pickwick two years ago. Wish I could remember the kid's name. Hayden. Can't remember your last name, bro. Hayden showed up in an old ascend whatever it was with no electronics he fishes for the university of north alabama pickwick is his lake he showed up with no electronics and absolutely beat the brakes off of everybody else he did not win because a guy caught we do a three fish limit and if you catch a freak fish like a big one you kind of i mean like like the guy that won even said it he caught a 25 and three quarters and like two 17s and one and he was like, like he kept telling that guy Hayden, he was like, you did so much better. Because Hayden apparently caught like 17, 19 plus inch fish or something like that. Well, I remember like, the first podcast I did with Dusty Yacker. He was talking about that. Like we talked about how he got into the sport and stuff. And he went over to Michigan and fished an MKT event out of a, it was like a sun dolphin or something that is his uh, wife had bought him as like a birthday present. Or, or a Christmas present or something. And he had been fishing out of it a little bit, showed up to that MKT event, and he was so intimidated because he was in this cheap little boat, and there's guys in Hobies and Natives and Jacksons and new canoes all around him. And he was like, oh, man, this is way out of my element. Like, I'm going to get smoked. Ended up winning the event and won a Hobie. That's how he yeah. got into a Hobie. You know what I mean? So it, that's just it, right? Like, it doesn't matter. If you're in, you know, the new Ike edition or the Sun Dolphin or anything in between, it's just a matter of you being out on the water, having a good time. And, enjoying and that it. that translates into the boat world as well. I want to say when I was reading up on it, I think it was Dustin Connell. He's a Coosa River guy down here in Alabama, was kicking the the, you know, the the bass open world down here in a boat that was half of what everybody was using. Like, I want to say he was fishing. I can't give you this, the specs on it. I want to say he was in like a 19 foot with like a 120 or something, you know, 125 on it or something like that. He was not in the 21 Skeeter FXR with the 250 Merc on it. Sure. And he absolutely was beating the brakes off of people. It's not the kayak or the boat. It's what you do in it. Now, definitely we've talked about it a million times. It is definitely a tool you pay for, you you know, you get what you pay for and it can make it easier, but you can come down here. I got beat my first year on Gunnersville. I had a guy finish ahead of me. First kayak tournament ever fished. He fished in a sun dolphin standing fly fishing. Yeah. We got beat by a guy in a float tube. He got like ninth place. <laughs> like yeah. it don't matter if you can fish, you can fish, do it in what yeah, you can. And like you just said about Dusty Acker, the opportunities and the, the, like the, the gifts of that will come. Like you will progress. 
just, but I agree 100% with Chris and I'm glad you said it on here. Cause so many people are going to hear it is it's definitely gone to that, that people are like, this is the best boat in the industry. And this is what the good, good guys are using. This is what you need. That is not true. I know some guys around here. If I could talk them into getting an ascend, could go out there and beat the piss out of some of these top anglers when they come to Alabama. I guarantee you, you won't be in the, in the, they will smoke you. And it's not the boat. It's the person. So I I agree 100%. Well, that's like, you know, you could give a guy all your spots. Doesn't mean he's going to go there and be able to catch the fish. You know what I mean? It's, it's that same concept. It's, you know, um, it all matters on, you know, it's the same thing. Oh, so-and-so beat me to my spot. Well, so-and-so moved out and then you move in and you just crush him and he doesn't catch any, like, you got to look at it that way too. But I mean, that's just it, right? Like when we talk about kayak fishing, we talk so much about the competitive side of things. Like there is just that recreational side, like Brad stepped away from doing a lot of tournaments and he just goes out and crushes river smallmouth Like it's his freaking job. That's so much Brad, fun, <laughs> Brad stepped away. Brad stepped away leading angler of the year. Yeah. If that does not tell you that his priorities are in a different place than yours, <laughs> like Brad was ahead of some really good names in the industry and was like, meh, I'm cool. We, we my my hand hurts. We have a yeah, so does Paddle and Finn, and you won't show up for that, you dude. Well, <laughs> I, that's what I'm about to say. I'm debating on even doing that. I mean, oh, I just want to fish for fun, man. Yeah. That's just it, man. Like it's, it, I talked to Susie. Shout out to Susie. I know she's up fishing the championship for KBL this weekend, and uh, she's up in Lacrosse on the Mississippi. You know, and uh, she was talking to me about some areas that I've fished up there. And you know, I told her, I said, you know what? Don't worry about the competition side of things. Just go out, have fun, fish the way you fish. And just do you like, don't yeah. worry about the competition side. Yeah, that's what like I'll be the first to admit, man, on the competition side, I'm a head case. Like I always get in my head and that's what screws me up nine out of man. 10 times. But you know, it's, if you just go out and have fun and do you, that is when you're going to do the best. Do you want to see Brad blush? Sure. What? What? What's that? Says Read Ohio it. has some incredible oh. anglers, including Brad. <laughs> Before we get too Dude. far off of it, because we've bounced over it, Brad, the same question I had at the beginning for Chris. What do you want out of this, and what do you see coming out of this? Like, go for it. Uh, I, I, Eventually, I think the elite thing will happen with bass, and I think that paves the way for people like me and Brian and you, like stuff we want to do in the industry, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. You know, I'm, I don't know, but all, all I know is I would love to work for a company, do something in the industry, get me out of construction. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you 100%. There are so many con- countries, companies that I believe in, and Brad has said it before, not on a show. It was in a comment or something, and he was like something you can take from Jimmy is if he, be, if he's talking about a company, it's something that he really stands by. And that is 100% true. Like you can't buy me. Like I, 
I like the companies that I'm involved with because they're they're old school or they they're about you, not what do you do for me? Or they have amazing product that like like I love Dobbins rods. Dobbins rods have always done me good and they have stuff for everybody. It's not you can get into it for 70 bucks, you can get into it for 600. And they they you know talk to me and I wanted to be a part of that. And that's that's what I want out of it is to have one of those companies see kayak fishing, see us as Paddle and Finn involved in kayak fishing as a positive notation and be like, look, I want to take a chance with you, put you on payroll and make this a real thing. And I, I get that from a lot of our guys, Brad, you know, Brad, like, I, I feel like, I feel like like Dustin and Dan and all of our guys, man, like we, we stand behind a lot of this, like yeah. wholeheartedly. I will straight up, do part time if somebody does <laughs> like Amen. gives me that opportunity. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I would like little known fact about Jimmy. I actually oh, love writing. Shut up. I love writing. I would love to write stuff for bending branches. Yeah. Like they do so good. And it's it's kinda like I get shy to it because being part of that program, they ask us of that and it's like I get kind of a writer's block when I try to, and I don't really know why, but that would be really cool because with that being like, said, hold on, re- let me stop you real quick. With that being said, cause I, I hear this quite a f- bit from guys like, Oh, I'd love to do this for so-and-so, or I'd love to do that. Have you approached so-and-so on that? Have you gone to bending branches? Like, Hey man, I'd love to write for you guys. Uh, well, they require their teammates to do it. Exactly. Okay. So what I say, I've approached it more than what they expect. No. Would I like to? Yes. I would love to write for a magazine. Like, Mm -hmm. like I can, I can twist words and tell a story very well. It's, it's, it's you. I swear to God, if you ever talk to me in person, anybody that watches the show knows that you would never think that (laughs) the one thing I was good at in school was writing. I can write. So I don't care. (laughs) Like, I can write. What what so, I would say to you, man, because and I think a lot of folks don't know this, but you can actually write an article and submit it to Kayak Angler Magazine. I'm so happy you said that. I did not know that until this weekend. I went to the Books a Million with my wife, grabbed the magazine, and there is a spot where it talks about. Would you like to write an article? Send us the pictures and talk about it. And I was like, There you go. Oh, I'm, I'm about to do this. Like you could submit photos too. Yeah, you could submit photos too. Like I've submitted uh, photos to them as well. Like their big stick is like having uh, like big file formatted uh, photos when you submit them. So take them on a good camera. Like cell phone photos usually don't work for print. So like that's the one thing. Like I'll throw that out there. But like I'm gonna hit them with that five K photo off my GoPro. That's going back to what we talked about you know marketing yourself like if you can get published or get a photo published like like butcher look at butcher scott butcher perfect example submitted took went out took a ton of photos submitted those to kayak angler magazine he started getting traction as a photographer and then he started getting hooked up with kbf and then you know so on and so forth and down the line now he's working for companies you know doing professional photography crescent cashing rods 
things like that. Like that's what a lot of people don't. They think they hear Scott and they think of like Westbrook. Yeah. No, he has a media company and he's yeah. really freaking good at it. Like sure. If you if you've never seen any of his stuff, look at anything he did from the Logan Martin event on Bass on the Bassmaster website. Sure. He did with a camera on a boat and a freaking drone, and it is really killer footage okay. from not this, like he's good. And that's yeah. that's the other side of this. And that, that's kind of like what what I would want to do with it. But like like you know, talking about the kayak the kayak angler magazine, the thing I was talking about with my wife with that was they allow all these submissions and something I noticed is being part of Paddle and Finn, we know a ton of the names to know in this industry. We know all of them. I mean, straight up. Nicholas I saw Beltran one just dropped an email in the chat for you. So make sure you go back and get that. Nicholas just became my new best friend. <laughs> but flipping through that magazine, looking at the submissions and the articles, I knew two. I think I knew one person writing an article. I knew one person pictured. Sure. And I was like, well, if this is the magazine that's in our deal, where's the the people paving the way right now? Right. And that's 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 another little side venture that I've got in my head is like, well, maybe I need to get in touch with those people and be like, hey, these are the people we need to put a little bit of light on. Like, look at like there should be a freaking four page article on the JT tournament. Sure. Tell that sure. kid's story. Leave somewhere to donate to him. Talk about Lambert. Talk about the prizes. Talk about kayak fishing. Five pages. Yep. Like, there's improvement that I see that needs to be there that could advance stuff like that. I, I don't. I'm. I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but I'm just all the things we've talked about tonight. Is there's there's room for improvement. There's room for advancement. Like, there's so much going on. So many calling. ways. Dude, I'm telling you, like, I love writing, and I haven't done it in a long time. And then I hear, like, like Drew See was like, Mikey. I wrote a. I lost him. Mike's by Mikey. Out. Thanks, Mike. But like, like Drew wrote an article for Bassmaster. And it's like I'm kind of like jealous. I'm like, man, I want to do that. No, I have. I did when I held the first Bass Nation tournament state level ever, and I got to write a little article for it, and that was freaking cool. Like, yeah. It's like a paragraph. And I was like, dude, I want to like, if somebody would pay me to run around the country, take some freaking pictures and write up about what happened at these national tournaments, bro, you hit me up in the DMS. <laughs> I don't cost much. I will do it. I'll blow your mind with how well Trust I can me, write a story. Cost much at all. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. That, that would be cool. Well, that's just it, right? That that goes back to finding your niche. Like, you know, it's interesting. Like, I get asked a lot. I hear a lot of people ask a question like, how do I make it in the fishing world? You know what I mean? And a lot of people think that in Aaron Steiger, I know he was in the chat before. Like, I think we talked about this on a podcast with Aaron, you know, because he used to get asked that question all the time as being the Jackson team manager. You know, how do I take the next steps to make it efficient? And it's like, well, suck for success. What do you think Sorry. that is? Is the first question. You know, like, because a lot of guys think that they're just going to go out and fish every day, all day. Like, that's not how that works. You know, um, you know, it's it's 
doing the media stuff. It's going to trade shows. Uh, you know, that that's a good point right there. Like I cast, I saw so many guys, anglers working their tails off, mm-hmm. solidifying their deals, both bass boat, kayak guys, all the above for this upcoming season, you know, including like, Brian. Everybody thinks this is just like, you know, ICAST is this thing to like go like hang out and party and all that stuff. It's not, dude. It is a grind. Like people are running around. Like I saw Kevin Van Dam running like a madman from booth to booth filming media stuff. Like I was mm. like, what the hell is this guy doing? Like he should just be walking around in his button up shirt because I'm mm, Kevin nope. Van Dam and I'm a badass. But because no, he like, doesn't do that is why he like is who he is. Literally jogging from the Mossy Oak booth over to, I forget where it was, Striking or something like that, dude. Like I saw the same like, thing from him last year. Yeah. Like I'm not a big KVD fan and there's, there's like, it's not like he's ever done anything for me not to be. I just don't like, he's just, it's not my style really. Yeah. I, I saw him at the, the 2020 classic when it was on Gunnersville when they were in Birmingham and everything you just said is true. Like yeah. my dude was working like yeah. working Gerald Swindle was too. Like he got yeah. the freaking flu quote unquote, probably COVID at the whole thing. And he was still like making his appearances because marketing yourself. Yeah. We've done made that full circle back to that man. Like, or it's like Brad said, Hey man, I'd work part time for a company or, or full time. Like, I just want to get out of my construction job. Bro, I'd work and, quarter time. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, you know, it. that's the thing. Like, you're going to make less money, right? But you're going to be doing what makes you happy, you know? I don't know about that. I might, I might be around the same amount. <laughs> All right. Well, either way, you get what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's, it's that, just that, you know? Like, me personally, man, I've said it before a million times, like, I take a job in the fishing industry and a 50% pay cut and I'd be making nothing, dude. I'd be poor, but you know, be happy to be working in the fishing industry. What I love to talk about and stuff like that. You know, I'm sure you guys have all heard it. My old man used to tell me it all the time. You find something that you love doing. You'll never work a day in your life. I'm going to take a little side tangent. Brad, you and Brian, have you met his dad? No, I haven't. His dad's one of the coolest fucking people you'll ever meet. His his dad might be like a mafia lord or something like that, but his dad's freaking. I see where Brian gets it. His dad's cool as crap. This That's is awesome. uh this is a side note, but I took the folks out, parents out fishing last night on the old man's boat, and mom a pounder. Nice. I'll see if I can get the picture to pull up. She didn't hold the fish. But uh, so she definitely. So, Brad, do do you see yourself and Chris? I'm not singling either one of y'all out. Do you see yourself? I think this is an easy answer for Chris, but Brad, with your, I'm not hating on you for your I don't care mentality, bro. I was like that for years. (laughs) But like, do you see yourself with the industry on the rise and the opportunities becoming more available? Do you see yourself? pushing to get that like deal to be part of the industry like whether it's with 153 baits bending branches douglas yeah gadget like i I mean i would i'd put in the work i just i don't know how to go about it you know what i mean and maybe that's something where like mike mckinstry could 
can could help. Like maybe mm-hmm. Mike's already dipped, but maybe Mike, because he said something about how how he's got like thirteen years in marketing. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody in our industry needs to show that and help be part of the noise. There's your dad. Show up. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Mom caught a tree pounder. Nice. That's what it's about, man. That's what I love doing. Uh-huh. Is that the lake at your neighborhood? Chris? Yes, sir. Yes, yes, it is. Gummit. I can't Chris wait to get up there. Like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> That's a beautiful lake, man. <laughs> oh, we love it, it. It, I've never seen the water thawed out, but it <laughs> it looks good when it's frozen. <laughs> and it fishes good when it's frozen. I can say that. Oh, yeah. I still got like 10 pounds of freaking uh, bluegill in my freezer. <laughs> But no, like maybe that's something where we need somebody in our industry to step up and help give the like the the pieces or the direction. Because I think there is a lot of people like you, Brad or Chris, that you're striving for more, but maybe don't know how to go about it in the Dustin, I don't want to say the Dustin easiest Hoyt. way. So so McKinstry brought that up like you know, talking about uh, media stuff and I'm going to reach out to him after we jump off here, but I told him in the chat in two weeks, let's do it. Cause we already got a show lined up for next week, but uh, getting sponsored and working in the industry. I know a couple people I'll, I'll reach out to, we'll make that show happen, man. I think there's been a lot of people tuned in tonight and I'm sure this podcast, when it goes up tonight on the podcast platforms, it's going to get a lot of traction, man. Um, you know, Elvis is, uh, get drew to chime in as well. That's one of the guys on the list. I know quite a few people, man. Um, that'll be a great show. I'll, I'll get that lined up. Um, if you want, if you want some of us to jump in, I'd love to be a part of that because like maybe not in the fishing part, I'm a businessman. Like I own my own company. I know like my mind is business oriented. So I know like, even from that, you have to market yourself. Like, like I'm an electrician. Why choose me over 5 million other electricians in my area, you know? And that's like how to get them, how to keep them, how to make them want you, like how to be the best person on their staff. Because like I'm part of companies that have like, like new canoe. I love new canoe. There's so many new canoe team members. How do you stand out? That's something that needs to be, talked about because like like chris was saying we're not worth the 20 percent discount you know we're worth more than that there's a lot of people that still are only getting in it for that like sure cool i can get my my boat at a discount f that bro like get to the point where they give you one because you're you're chris freaking slivka like i'm sorry i probably butchered your name dude no no, that was perfect sweet I was like, I said it and then I froze like, damn, I said that wrong. But no, like don't come into it for a discount. Come into it to be the best fucking person in their company where that's Drew Gregory. Jackson believed in him. Crescent believes in him. Z-Man believes in him because he markets himself so well. We need more of that. Like be the person that that company is like, I got to have you. I got to keep you happy. That is such a thing. Like, I don't know how to stress that without like getting off on a tangent about it. It's such a real thing that's lacking. Sure. 
Oh, Jimmy. We just <laughs> lost Jimmy. His camera went out. Well, I'll give you guys a floor, man, because we've uh, we've been going almost two hours. So let's let's wrap this up. We'll pick this back up with the the uh, the follow up show to this. Uh, Brad, thoughts? Um, I will just say I do say I don't care a lot, but in reality, I do. It's just yeah, I does. want people to think that I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so that's Jason why Ricketts so is in the chat, bro. Oh my god. Oh, I, I almost just fell out of my chair. I was like, did I read that right? <laughs> did I read that right? The beard of wonder is in the chat. We miss you too, brother. Hope you are well. Sorry, Brad. I didn't mean to cut you off. I mean, Ricketts jumps <laughs> yeah, in. You right. gotta you gotta take a moment, you know. Yeah, man. I understand. <laughs> Trey Johnson said somebody needs to put Jimmy to bed. <laughs> hey, bite me, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I haven't even begun to defile myself. <laughs> you can finish up, Brad. Go ahead, man. Oh, I was just saying, I, I know I say I don't care a lot, but in reality, I do care. It's just I don't want people to think I do. I don't know why I do it. I just do. <laughs> that's, just, <laughs> that's just his catchphrase. He does care a lot. That is true. Whatever. Chris? It, it, except, if, if, it, it, except for the people that, like, Message me with like hate messages and stuff. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Bigger than that. Crazy. Hate on me. Uh, I'll just end with you know. I just want to keep seeing it grow, just like I want to see the podcast grow and everything. I want to grow with it. You know, I've been doing it a lot, just in the dark, and this is like the first year of stepping out and really pushing for this dream that started so long ago. You know, right on, man. Dude, don't like keep grinding, brother. Hey, man, I was just about to say, like, if you've got that burn and that fire for it, just every time you think you're doing enough, do more. Yeah. And like, I I don't want to say it like I do that because I, a whole thing (laughs) I've been dealing with right now, kiss my ass, is (laughs) like, I, I, I mentally struggle with myself all the time with, am I doing enough or do I got a little more? Yeah. And, yeah. There, there's always more. You can always do a little more. So just like, like this first time I've really got to talk with Chris and like, I think you've, you've got that fire, man. Like, I think you're in a good place with us and you, you know, you'll continue to develop. Like, I, I don't know. It's just like, like keep digging, man. Like it'll happen. Jimmy's got that whiskey fire burning. Oh yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> no, dude, I can't. I can't tell you how much like the stuff we've talked about tonight I've wanted to talk about. Sure. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. it doesn't really fit our show on the real yeah. down, you know? No, I get it, man. That's why I kind of did this tonight. Like we we're, we're working on a guest right now, uh, which will be pretty huge uh, when it happens and it didn't happen. So I was like, you know, what could we do tonight? And I was like going through the laundry list of people I know. And I was like, you know what? Let's, let's do like an after hours type thing. There's a lot going on in the kayak fishing world that needs to be talked about. So let's talk oh, yeah. about it. You know what I mean? And and that's the thing, too. Like, we we stay away from the drama side of it, and we try to approach it like big boys. So I figured why not do it tonight and uh, just open up the floor to all our hosts. I reached out to John Rapp, who joined us at the beginning, you know, um, and, you know, just a gr- great group of guys. Um, 
um, and you guys all come at it from different angles, which I think is key for all those out there that listen and watch, you know, like I've always said the way I explain something and Brad explains it or Jimmy or Chris, um, I may relate to one person and those guys may relate to another, you know? So, right. um, it, it's interesting how that dynamic works, but, um, uh, I appreciate you letting us jump on and do this. Cause, absolutely. cause again, like. We there's so much I, I agree because see so much our, more gets accomplished when Jay's not here holding me up. He's just over there silent like judging everybody. Just I love you, Jay. I'm s I, I won't throw his business out there. But I, I hate you couldn't make it, brother, but you're doing you're doing good stuff right now. And yeah. we'll talk we'll all talk again soon. But but like what I was saying with there's so much like this that I really think we've got a lot of good guys with a lot of and girl with a lot of opinions that should be shared. Sure. That we don't say, but and it's not because we're scared to say it or we're worried about backlash. It's because it doesn't fit our shows, and we're all very professional on the podcast. If anybody could see the freaking chat, they would not agree that we are <laughs> professional at freaking all. But we that's just for fun, though, man. Exactly, it really is. Like there's so much drama there that just gets blown off. It's kind of like Sometimes our place to vent. I wish I could reach through the phone and just like choke. Choke. <laughs> yes. Amen. <laughs> but like, I, I really want us to have more of these episodes, no matter what segment we do it on, because yeah. we're getting to the point where like people listen to us. Our opinions do matter. And maybe we hit things, like you said, from a different perspective that needs to be shown, heard, talked about. So I appreciate you for letting us do it like this because it really like everything going on right now, man, I've been dying to talk about, but didn't really have a way to talk about it because I don't want to like, like my segment is about letting take care clubs come on, you know, yeah, 100% don't get a chance to get in the spotlight and Brad, your gear review. Do you think anybody would like everybody be blown away if Brad was like, all right, this week on the final cast, we're getting into (laughs) professional kayak fishing. Yeah. What? Like, well, they, they kind of do that with, when we talk about smallmouth sometimes. But it's oh God, don't don't bring up smallmouth, Brad. But smallies, we're, we're so excited yeah, about smallies. Brian's like, all right, let's end the show. I still got an hour hour drive home, man. So, um, I appreciate you guys jumping on tonight, man. It was uh, definitely a great conversation. I look forward to picking up the next one. Those of you tuning in at home, uh or on the podcast, we will schedule that one on, on becoming sponsored and, you know, getting a job in the industry. I'll put that show together. Uh, it won't be next week. It'll be the following week. Next week, we're talking to the folks from Lakewood products. They do some, uh, Sweet. tackle storage stuff. Uh, it'll be a really interesting show. Uh, they got some cool stuff. So we're going to be talking with them and then we'll schedule that for afterwards. And then we got another show. It's in the works. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. So, one one quick last one. Got any hints, tips, or teasers for anything coming for us in the future? Nope. You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> You're a damn I, liar, I, and you I, know I, it. I texted you earlier, and I told I you I can't tell you all my I secrets. Know. <laughs> I was hoping if I put you on blast, you'd give a little, little, little teaser. <laughs> but he held strong. Heck, I don't even know what this is about. All right, boys and girls, as always, tight lines, smooth paddling. Peace.